Welcome back to the Literacy Ladies Podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Michelle Witko, and I'm a reading specialist in the city of Danbury. And we also have our other literacy lady, uh, Dr. Darla Shaw. Welcome, Darla. How are you? I am very good, Michelle, and so excited to be talking about authors. Wow, this is great. So this is our fourth podcast. We are just on fire. We're getting such great feedback. And something that we wanted to talk about today was some of our favorites. There are so many authors out there now, and I can't believe the explosion of digital literacy. There are books on apps called Epic that are uh, new and just in digital copies. You also have um, books that you can buy at Barnes and Noble, and Amazon has really opened up a lot of um, publications for children's literature, and we're finding all these new and, and old authors that we love. But Darla and I would just like to share a couple of of our favorites give you a little biography and maybe one of our favorite books that they've written so you can go out and check them out too. Darla, who would you like to talk about first? Well, I'm going to talk about Eric Carl, but I'm going to say there are authors than other than Dr. Seuss. So many people <laughs> think it's all about Dr. Seuss, and no one loves him more than I do. I celebrate his birthday on March 2nd. I love his imaginary creatures and use him for rhyming words. What's also important to know is he has a sculpture garden in Massachusetts that you can take kids to on a field trip. And right next door is another favorite author of mine who has his museum in Springfield, Mass., and that's Eric Carl. Oh, wow. And Darla, wouldn't you say in the past, I mean, 10 years, the children's literature has gotten so much better? We have uh, a lot of authors that are really bringing different genres, different topics to our kids. It's really exploding. Uh, the creativity, the knowledge of how to write for children. It is so different, and that's what Eric Carl is such a master at. He also illustrates his books oh, so wow. beautifully. His characters um, are just, you know, so interesting, but you're learning about science. Kids love nonfiction. They love insects. They love animals. They love the homes of these animals. And, you know, that's why Eric Carl, you start with Eric Carl in preschool. He's got the first books of color and numbers and words and sounds and everything. So when they're a year or two old, they are already ready for Eric Carl and they're ready for that very hungry caterpillar, which shows them the process of getting to be a butterfly, and that grouchy ladybug, and what great words they're learning, like grouchy, and that mixed-up chameleon, and they're learning adjective and noun and all, and that very quiet cricket. And many of these books like this are so interactive. They have sounds or glow or noises or you do different things so that you're not just listening, you're interacting with the story. And then of course there's that very, very lonely firefly as well. But you know, Eric Carle did not stop there because he's very interested in the environment, and we are too. So he has like the tiny seed and many books along that line. And he loves the holidays. He loves Christmas. And many of the books that we use at Christmas are just wonderful gifts to give. And what I also love Eric Carle for are his predictable books. 
Brown bear, brown bear, what do you see? I see a yellow bird looking at me. Yellow bird, yellow bird, what do you see? Children learn so much from his predictable books. And also what you can do with Eric Carle, his art. He uses a lot of finger painting, have the kids finger paint. He used torn tissue to make the most fragile and the most beautiful pictures and kids can replicate his words, his art, and his knowledge. I love how he's an author and illustrator yes. for his books. And you know what else I like, and I know they have them in the board books, is even how he plays with the pages. With that hungry caterpillar, how he eats one little strawberry, and on the board book it's just a little teeny page. And then he goes to eat the oranges or grapes, and the pages get bigger and bigger. I really like how he does that. I think when it's an author-illustrator, they really get very creative and help um, and help make the books very interesting. Wow, Eric Carl, one of my favorites too, Darla. Now, one of my favorite authors, and she's kind of a newbie on the block, her name is Melanie Watt. And Melanie actually lives in Quebec, Canada. She's not, um, she does not live in the United States, but she is another one who is an author and illustrator of most of her books. Um, she's won a couple of awards, but she's kind of been around since 2006. And uh, she is an author that, uh, some of her books are called Chester. And Chester's a series. So Chester is back, Chester's masterpiece. Um, she also has another uh, book that's popular. It's called Leon the Chameleon, where Leon is um, a lovable character. But one of my favorites, and this is how I found out about Melanie, is that um, she has a book called Scaredy Squirrel. And Scaredy Squirrel is this character who is scared of everything. And he lives in his nut tree, and he's very predictable. And Scaredy Squirrel um, is somebody that she wrote about because she has insecurities, and she wrote about her insecurities through this character. So in her biography, and you can check her out, her name is Melanie Watt. Um, Scaredy Squirrel has a website. It's called ScaredySquirrel.com, and her biography is on there. But uh, just in a nutshell... <laughs> What a pun yeah. for Scary Squirrel. <laughs> but um, she is uh, a popular author who writes um, stories that um, explain her insecurities, and she illustrates them also. And they're very witty and very funny. Some of the books that I really love, and they're about a DRA level 14, 16, or G&H, uh, Fountas and Pinnell guided reading level, is Scaredy Squirrel at Night, Scaredy Squirrel Goes Camping, Scaredy Squirrel at the Beach, Scaredy Squirrel Has a Birthday Party, and Scaredy Squirrel Makes a Friend. These books are something I found online. Darla, I don't know if you know this, but there is an app called Epic with an exclamation mm -hmm. point at the end. And Epic takes our favorite stories and has them available for kids for free uh, on an iPad. And the wow. kids can read the book. It's just on the iPad. They but would love that. Yeah. It makes it so accessible for children right. who maybe can't get to the library or would like to read a book when the library is closed or mm -hmm. have an iPad and can access um, different types of stories. So Melanie Watt is one of my newer um, favorite authors. So check her out. And really, if you hadn't, if you have not had a chance to read Scaredy Squirrel, it is a must-read. Very, very funny. 
Yes, I am, am not aware of this author. I am going to have to read it. Oh, you'll love it. Okay, in addition to Dr. Seuss and Eric Carle, Tommy DePaulo is a favorite of mine. Um, he's Italian and Irish, and he writes the funniest books about both nationalities. You learn so much about culture. You can read him on a primary level, an intermediate level, and memoir writing is so important at various levels in our schools. And he started with 26 Fairmont Avenue in Meriden, Connecticut, where he actually lived. And he writes little memoirs about every part of his life when he was young. These are so wonderful to use as models, and people like them so much. He has now about six different books about his family. But in addition to that, um, Tommy DiPaolo is so well known for his friendly good witch, Stregano. I love Stregonona from Italy. A classic, a wonderful story. Such a classic. And Big Anthony, oh my God, here is the troublemaker. This is the man that she has to straighten out. And they go through so many different situations together. But as children, you really learn good morals and all from his stories. I also love his legends. Uh, blue bonnet, um, Indian paint. Um, he does a lot of religious stories. We stay away from that. And I also love Cinderella stories. I've collected about 100, and two of my favorite are his, and they're Hispanic, so the kids in our area love them. Adelaida and Brandy oh, wow. having to do uh, with Mexican and South American. So he is another favorite. Two more than okay. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. I'll have to check that Stregonona out again. I haven't read that in a while, but it's one of my favorites. Okay, my next author, oh gosh, what a great author, Katherine Patterson. Oh, if you have an upper uh, elementary grade student, you know all about Katherine Patterson. She has won the Newbery Medal twice uh, in her career for her. Uh, Bridge to Terabithia, a classic, very great book. That Would you believe, Darla, I did some research. Bridge to Terabithia was, uh, in 1978, was when it was published. Wow. It's such a, an oldie but a goodie. But then also, Jacob I Have Loved is her yeah. second um, Newbery Medal, and that was published in 1981. So she has been around for a very long time. She's also now a literacy ambassador, and she um, promotes literacy throughout the country. Katherine Patterson is, um, I've actually seen her speak at Teachers College at Columbia University. And uh, she is, um, you know, a little bit older now in her career. And she was uh, talking to us about how she got the ideas for all of her books and how one of her greatest pleasures is when somebody comes up to her and says, I remember reading Bridge to Terabithia and that had changed my life. Or I remember reading um, the Master Puppeteer, and that changed my life. So she really takes a lot of pride in um, how her books have affected people throughout the country. And she was a very inspiring woman um, to listen to when she was speaking, um, just about how she likes to write, and um, it was always her passion. 
And she wasn't very um, pretentious at all for somebody who has won all these awards and has written so many books. She was very down to earth. And something else I learned about Katherine Patterson is that she lives uh, quite locally. She's in Vermont, so that's kind of nice. And she just lives with her dog, Pixie, and works as an ambassador for literacy um, for our nation and helping librarians and helping teachers and parents choose good literature for their kids, which is so important. So if you haven't checked out one of her books, Bridge to Terabithia is just one of my personal favorites. Um, But I also like The Great Gilly Hopkins. That's another good story that um, if you haven't read it or you've read it and you haven't picked it up in a while, a must read. Katherine Patterson is a winner. Yeah, I'm going to go on with my last one, Chris Van Allsburg. Oh, great. From Rhode Island. I mean, the illustrator ultimate illustrator his illustrations to me are haunting once i've seen them they have left such an impression on my brain and of course people know him most for jumanji all about gaming and the polar express because they've both been made into movies and students are just riveted by his stories my favorite um are the mysteries of Harrison Burdick. Oh, it's just 14 pictures. Each picture is so unusual, you just have to study it. And he has a beginning statement for each of these pictures. And this beginning statement starts you into story writing. Oh, wow. And it's just so interesting to see where the kids go with the stories. And I have them start collecting some of their own weird pictures from ads and all and make their own Harrison Burdick books. But he's also very much involved in the environment. And there's Ben's Dream and Just a Dream and The Stranger. And they're about our environment is so fragile. And we have to be aware and we have to be protectors and we have to be knowledgeable. Um, He seems to be obsessed with the letter Z. He has a book called Z Word. Z is zapped. Uh, He has a book, Zather. He has another book called The Wreck of the Zephyr. But instead of doing the alphabet A through Z, oh, he's so creative. He does it backwards, starting with Z. It is so creative and unusual. And it just, you know, it's comical. It's totally endearing. And he also loves the sea and has done the Queen of the Falls about Mm -hmm. what it would be like to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel and the wretched stone about the glowing stone in the ocean and the wreck of the Hesperus, which again is a sea story. So You can have a very young book of his, such as The Misadventures of Sweetie Pie, which is a hamster. And I heard that um, that um, the um, the grandchildren of the Queen of England have just gotten a hamster. So oh, wow. I'm sure <laughs> that this book is going to be very greatly known. And it's fun to do companion books. The Secret Garden is such an mm-hmm. old classic book. But then there's The Enchanted Garden of Abdul Ghazazi, which is his book. And doing a comparison of these two would be so wonderful for critical thinking for our students today. So we could go on forever, but I think these are some of our favorite authors to get you started today. Oh, absolutely. And Dala, is there an, a local author that you know of that um, if families 
in the Danbury area wanted to go see an author or uh, any anyone local that you can think of? Well, I thought of Nora Baskin. She's from Easton. She is always in our schools. She has won so many awards because every book is basically about her and people that she knows. She really knows how to tap into people of all ages and she just makes them so real in her first book about uh, what everyone knows except me as a girl without a mother and how difficult and then she wrote Ruby on the outside about a girl whose mother's in prison and then she wrote basketball or something like it about not to make the basketball team and isn't it about friends and skills is it about pressure from parents I mean she writes about real issues the runt which is you know being bullied and I think one of the books that I really think is so powerful it's called 910 September 11th and she oh, takes wow. four children in different parts of our country and their lives all intersect after that particular day and how that day uh, changed the world um, there's humor in her writing, it sounds very tragic, but she can bring humor. But the discussions, the literacy circles, the reader response from her books are absolutely incredible. Nora Baskin. Oh, wow. I'll have to look for her books. It's always nice to read um, from local authors, right. you know, that have the same environment around them and to see about what they're what they see in the world great well we hope this inspires you to pick up some new books from some of our favorite authors melanie watt katherine patterson tommy DePaula, eric carl and what was her name nora bassett nora bassett we'll have to look for her books too um we'll have to let the danbury library know they should get some also well thank you for listening to literacy ladies happy reading 